Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 228 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. I would like to say thank you for listening, and I would like to ask you to share this podcast with any other family that is going through or that is going to go through the recruiting process. These podcasts are designed for both the parents and for the high school student-athlete. Making a list of colleges for a student-athlete is like baking a cake. There are many different ways to do it, and everyone's taste is unique. So with that, let's cook up a college list. This episode is a recipe for your college list, ingredients included. Recently, I had a parent contact me to ask advice about his daughter going to a showcase in volleyball. She was invited to go after the school that was hosting the showcase had seen some video on her recent high school season. My first advice was to do research on that school, the volleyball program, the coaches, and their conference. If the school ends up being a school of interest, or even if not, then find out what other schools will be at the showcase. Do research on those schools and prepare an introductory email to each school. Tell each school in an individualized email that you are looking forward to being at the showcase and ask if you could speak with them during or after the showcase. The dad, who hasn't been following the Recruit Me system and hadn't downloaded the Recruit Me Power Pack or listened to any of the podcast, was a little confused. He thought they should only pursue schools that showed interest in his daughter. One other school had also contacted her, making two schools that had contacted her without her actually sending them anything. They both saw video on social media. His thought process was not wrong or unusual from someone new to the recruiting process. It does seem that you should want to only play for a coach that wants you and reaches out to you. Being a school that touches a student-athlete first can be an advantage for that school. But I pointed out to him, especially with the COVID times we are in, that coaches have not been able to recruit in a normal way, and even without COVID, the student-athletes should pursue schools of their interest. Figuring out what level to play is important. Both of the schools that had contacted his daughter were in the same level of play. So this showcase invitation opens an opportunity to shop, pursue, and to research college choices. So let's help him and his daughter whip up a school list. Here is a recipe for adding colleges to your school list. Write down all the local colleges, the ones close to home, and at all levels. Make sure to record any schools that contact you both academically and athletically, or just in general marketing by mailings or emails. Right now, Sutton, my junior in high school, is getting mailers and emails from colleges for general admissions. These are great ingredients. I remember Parker got a mailer from the Colorado College of Mines, M-I-N-E-S. We thought, wow, that's certainly an academic-only contact. We looked up the school, and they had a really good baseball program. So you never know, especially in D2 and D3 or NAIA colleges, which schools could be very competitive and be the right education fit for you. Sprinkle in any colleges that are attending a showcase, a camp, or a tournament you might go to. Look up websites like NCAA.org or NAIA.org or NJCAA.org. 
These websites will list schools, sports, and conferences at each level. Also find websites that relate to your sport. I refer to d1baseball.com as a college baseball reference. There they have team reports, conference reports, scoreboards, and polls that list teams. You can see teams that you may not be familiar with and look up those teams and colleges and research them. RecruitMe has recommended some helpful list-making resources throughout its books, recruiting system, and podcasts. I won't go into depth into these today, but you can check out univsearch.com, U-N-I-V-S-E-A-R-C-H.com, unigo.com, backslash colleges, backslash by dash state, collegedegree.com, backslash all colleges and collegecoachesonline.com. See the episode notes and links at the bottom of the podcast page. I tell you all these tips because a student athlete needs to make a large list to pick from. One of the lessons our family learned with Parker in our oldest son's recruitment was we didn't have a big enough list of schools. As I've said in previous podcasts, our family didn't find recruit me until after his recruitment and his national letter of intent signing. Parker's school choice turned out to be a great choice, and we as a family have no regrets. But as I learn more about the recruiting process, I realize we cut ourselves short of learning about schools, contacting schools, and visiting schools. Take time your freshman and sophomore years to start and make a list of schools. Start with 10 to 15 schools, and then build up to 30 to 50. This list should be worked through and adjusted throughout the whole recruiting process. Adjust your list as you do research on schools, as you refine your thoughts on areas of the country that you favor, and as you figure out what level or levels you can play and want to play in your sport. The student-athletes list is a mixture of dreams, reality, and research. Here are questions to ask and answer to form and refine the college list. In-state or out-of-state? Large or small school? Area of the country? Level of academics? Possible field of study? What level athletically, what level academically, and what conference, and what cost? Ask these questions and record your answers in pencil because things change. John Fugler's twin sons and our son ended up at a totally different school than they started with. John, the founder of RecruitMe, said his sons pitching for Air Force was not even in their initial radar. And Northwestern for Parker, my son, came up suddenly right before his senior year of high school. Parker and our family did have a recipe for his list of schools. Having that recipe was very helpful in making our final decision, even though the decision ended up being outside the original boundaries. The last episode, 227, I talked a lot about the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Recruiting Planner and Journal, written by John Fugler. This is a great way to record and keep and review the school list throughout your recruiting process. Going back to the recipe on making your list, I found that looking at a school's team schedule is a main ingredient and gives you great access to many other schools. Normally, there are hot links you can click on to take you straight to their competitors' websites. When you click on a team's hot link, most schools have a menu that links you to all other sports at the school. Maybe a link called Inside Athletics that might have articles about coaches, players, awards, championships, or other team or athletic program news. A link for Recruit that leads to the team's online recruiting questionnaire. Remember, RecruitMe recommends that you should build your own questionnaire to send out to colleges. 
This helps you to stand out from other recruits. Go ahead and fill out an online recruiting questionnaire if a coach asks you to fill out their particular questionnaire. The menu should also have a link to the school's general education website. Each team will have a roster, a schedule, a stats link, and links that show you the program's history or facilities. If you click on the roster link, you can get the present and the past list of players. So how does that help? You can see where players are from. You may end up knowing some of the players. Also, how many players the team carries and what positions the team is strong in numbers-wise and what year each player is currently. You can see what the team might look like the year you enter, whether the school recruits more high school student-athletes or goes after JUCO or transfers from other schools. You can analyze the size of the players to see if you match physically to that team. You can even see what degrees most of the players are pursuing. Do you think this might be a good ingredient? Look at individual players' career stats to see what playing time might look like your freshman and sophomore years. If playing your freshman year is important, you need to analyze what the program does on a regular basis with freshmen and sophomores. You can even compare to see how many players stayed all four years at the program. Does it surprise you how much information you can squeeze out of just a roster link? Again, the schedule provides information to help you in your research for the right school. It shows you the team's conference foes, where you might get to travel, both in conference and in non-conference games. No matter what level you play, your team's travel is a possible, important part and fun part of your decision making. This year's COVID-ridden schedule may not reflect the school's normal schedule, so look back on past year's schedules. The past year's schedule should be in a pull-down menu on the team's site. Pay attention to big games. See if a Division II plays a Division I school every year, or whether the team takes a holiday trip or multiple trips to fun places. Before COVID, Parker's Northwestern Wildcats started the season in Arizona in February, so I had a built-in trip on Valentine's Day to take my lovely wife. The team also traveled to Duke, South Carolina, South Florida, Georgia Tech, and for us, being located in southwest Missouri, a trip to the University of Missouri was a fun, cold weekend. The schedule can let you know if family can attend the games or the matches, if that's an important factor. Parker's conference schedule put him in cities that we have relatives near, and they could attend or we could visit them. We have family in Michigan, Minnesota, and Illinois. So the travel opportunities were a factor, not the factor, but a factor in his and our decision. Many of the websites will highlight the playing facilities too. Pictures and descriptions of the field or the arena, the training facilities, the locker rooms, and the offices are an opportunity to see the student-athlete's future home, especially during COVID times. Many JUCO, NAIA, Division II, and Division III facilities will surprise you on how nice they are. Go back to the roster link and check out the coach's information. You usually get their background, how long they've been at that school, and sometimes you can even get videos of interviews of the coaches videos on when they were hired or post-game interviews. You get to see and hear a coach and get a feel for him or her. I hope all these ingredients put together in your own way make a palatable list to help you find your perfect school fit. Now go make a cake. Oh, I mean a list. Thank you to our episode sponsor, Cody Hanks, your friendly neighborhood realtor in Southwest Missouri. Contact Cody Hanks at 417-860-9160 or Cody Hanks at swmrealty.com.
The Recruit Me 3.0 step-by-step to an athletic scholarship system has been presenting the 10 myths about athletic scholarships. We are on myth number eight. Listen to the last seven podcasts to hear the first seven myths about athletic scholarships. Myth number eight. Schools can only give scholarships for the money sports, like football and basketball. Truth. NCAA and NAIA schools give scholarships in almost every established sport. Though not every school offers every sport, they do make scholarship money available for a wide range of sports. Men's sports. Scholarship sports include baseball, basketball, cross-country, fencing, football, golf, gymnastics, ice hockey, lacrosse, rifle, skiing, soccer, swimming and diving, tennis, track and field, volleyball, water polo, and wrestling. Women's sports, scholarship sports include basketball, bowling, cross-country, fencing, field hockey, golf, gymnastics, ice hockey, lacrosse, rifle, rowing, skiing, soccer, softball, swimming and diving, tennis, track and field, volleyball, water polo, and now beach volleyball. In addition, new sports like bowling, archery, badminton, equestrian, handball, rugby, squash, synchronized swimming are starting to emerge at the NCAA level. As they grow, you will see more athletic scholarship money for these sports as well. Listen to episodes 216 and 217 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast for two full episodes on scholarship numbers and statistics for all college sports levels of play. If you would like to get all 10 myths about athletic scholarships and a fully comprehensive guide to getting an athletic scholarship, you need to get the Recruit Me 3.0 system. Go to recruit-me.com backslash system to get more information and see the complete list of what you get with this step-by-step system. Getting recruited is not easy. Buy the Recruit Me 3.0 system and it will make it easier by answering all the questions you have on how to start, when to start, how to contact coaches, and respond to coaches, and more. Now through 12-31-2020, you can get the Recruit Me 3.0 system for only $99. It's normally $127. Go to recruit-me.com backslash system to get access. With Christmas break approaching, take time to binge listen to past episodes, and you are always welcome to contact me by email, brent at recruit-me.com if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 